0: a park ranger more like being an army ranger, itching for black ops. Denise forced herself to smile at him. After making it a point to saunter slowly from table to table, saying her goodbyes so it wouldn't look like she was slinking away with her tail between her legs, Denise made it to her miata. The last few steps, she staggered like a drunk. What the hell was that about? Holding onto the low door to keep from falling, she took deep breaths, Tremors rattled her bones, almost as if Peter, his eyes, all the eyes, the baby, Lily, everybody knowing, had brought on some kind of seizure, as if around Peter and his postcard perfect life, she could no longer fill her lungs, bony fingers of a monster hand wrapped around her ribcage, squeezing and squeezing, paranoia rampaged through her veins. No, no monster, no seizures, hyperventilation is all. Lily doesn't know. They are fooled. I have them all fooled, Denise told herself. For the most part, she knew she was right. Certain people had a knack for seeing the ghost behind the eyes. Those people Denise avoided. The rest. When they bothered to think about her at all, believed she had moved on. That she was just as thrilled as they were with the assistant superintendent's spiffy new family. When she could do so without stumbling, Denise opened the car door and slid into the low bucket seat. A Mazda ragtop in northern Maine was a rich man's summer toy, but a foolish purchase for a woman who could afford only one car. Denise had bought it a week after Peter announced he needed space, then promptly gave himself that space by throwing her out of the house they'd shared for 11 years. Two months later, he threw her out of his life. At the time she bought the convertible, she hoped it would make her feel free, sexy. For a brief moment, it seemed to. Then it didn't, and she'd come to hate it. The list of things she was coming to hate lengthened daily, each new loathing attaching to the anchor that was Peter Barnes. The chain of hate had grown so heavy that some days, Denise felt she couldn't carry it another foot, that she would collapse under it and lie helpless until all vestiges of life were crushed from her body. Before, as in before she was ruined and dumped, Denise used to enjoy the short drive on Route 233 to Bar Harbor. August, high, summer, hot days and cool nights greened the park. The coast, with its islands like jeweled rock gardens scattering in a sea of white caps and blue water, took on a fairy tale beauty. Beauty was not yet on the list of things she hated, but she supposed it would come under the pall eventually. Bar Harbor draped in schmaltzy cuteness, was a place she'd used to avoid during tourist season. Alcohol in its myriad forms was another thing she'd once scorned. This evening, after suffering through another picnic with the royal family, she craved a place as fake as the promise of happily ever after, and a beer. Beers. One had ceased being enough long ago. On the outskirts of town, she pulled into the wide, circular drive of the Acadian Lodge. In the 1940s and 50s, the heyday of lodges and camps, the almost wealthy summered at the Acadian, basking in the shadow of the truly moneyed. There were cottages then. Denise had seen pictures of them, trim, freshly painted, lawns and gardens in careful rustic disarray, and campers, looking happy and coddled by armies of servants, mostly girls who'd come up from the cities by train to earn a little money and enjoy a summer by the sea. No more. The cabins had long since been torn down and the property sold off in half-acre lots. The lodge had grown as sad and tacky as a drunken old woman. Touches of new paint, sporadically and inexpertly applied, soaked like cheap drugstore makeup into the wrinkles and cracks of wood that had weathered too many winters. In its glory days, the bar had been a fashionable watering hole. Now it was the haunt of locals, lobstermen mostly. It was dark and smelled faintly of the sea.